0: Matthew chapter 14 is where we're going to be tonight. If, if, you've, if you haven't been here yet uh, in the past few weeks, we are having a few uh, weeks of discussion based on this idea about the truth about following Jesus. The truth about following Jesus. The reality is, is uh, it can be difficult sometimes to follow Jesus in our world. Um, Because the Jesus we read about in in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, he's actually there. Now we have the privilege and the honor of following an invisible Jesus. That's awesome. And so it can be really confusing and hard sometimes. And sometimes we represent, uh, misrepresent following Jesus. Like it's always fun. It's always exciting. It's always bunnies and roses, but the reality is, is that it can be really difficult sometimes to follow this very real but very invisible Jesus. And so for the next few weeks and for tonight, we're going to have a discussion based on the truth about following Jesus. Matthew 14, did you find it? Are you there? Now you can talk back to me. It's fine. I will preach shorter if you talk back to me. Okay, we're going all night. Here we go. Matthew 14, verse 22 is where we're going to start. Maybe you've heard of this before. It says, immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way away from the land. The gospel of John actually says that it's about two two or three miles away. So it's pretty far away from the land. And it was being beaten by the waves for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter had answered to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you out onto the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water, no big deal, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took a hold of him and said, Oh, you have little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Truly you are the Son of God. Um, do you swim? Any, any avid swimmers in here? Swimmers, a couple, a couple of people swim. Uh, I, I, I used to swim, but I don't anymore because the older I've gotten, uh, and let's be honest, the more pasty I've gotten, I've realized like people don't need to see what's happening up here anymore, and so I don't swim. I'm not a huge swimmer anymore, um, but I used to be. I used to be. I used to be shockingly a red-blooded American teenager at one point. Like, see how many backflips we can do off the diving board, or like how many gainers we can do, right? And or like, like how many. Like, this is a game I used to play with my friends. Like, how many times can we jump off the balcony of a house into a pool and not die? Like, that was the game. Like, how weird, how terrible are guys? Like, that's a total normal guy thing. Like, hey, you want to have some fun? Yeah, let's jump off a house, and the winner doesn't die. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That's what I used to do. I used to be that cool, awesome, energetic teenager. I'm no longer there. I'm not that guy anymore. Uh, in fact, a few few years ago, I was... Uh, with my brother Devin at a a swim party and I was like the oldest one there and um, I don't swim like again nobody needs to see what's happening somebody's asking like where do you why do you wear long sleeves all the time it's like (laughs) trust me from like here to like everywhere is just pasty white, like milky, milky white. You don't need to see it. So I don't, I don't swim, and so I'm at this pool party with my little brother and all the friends, and my, my little brother's like, "Come on, Braden, Braden, get in, get in," and I'm like, "No," and I'm like, "Safe, I'm like good, I'm good right here," and they keep pestering me, and I'm like, "Fine, fine, I'll I'll do it, I'll get in," and like like you know how every like past their prime dude gets in the water, they like they like go to the stairs. <laughs> no nah, i'm good no nah, i'm good y'all have fun though and like that no come on it's like dang it okay here we go Woo! <laughs> i'm coming don't worry about it here i come it's a little chilly but i got this you're like oh okay oh, okay i'm coming i'm coming and like at that point like my little brother is like rolling his eyes like seriously braden get in the water And, uh, like, they're all making fun of me. And I realized at that moment that I've become that guy. Like, every person has seen that, like, middle-aged dad try to get into a water ride. Like, we've all seen, like, the (laughs) tiptoes. Don't splash me. No splashing yet. Don't get the hair. Like, we've all seen. And I realized at that moment that I had become that guy. Like, my 16-year-old self wants to punch my 27-year-old self in the face because of this. I, I realized in that moment, oh, my gosh. I just became that guy. I really did, and so what I do in that moment is like, uh-uh, not about to happen. And so I, you know, tiptoe, don't splash, don't splash. I get out of the pool and I go to the back, like back of like a little concrete area, and I'm like, it's about to go down. Like I don't even know it's about to go down. And then I jump and guess, like you know how when you try to do a cannonball but you go a little bit too far backwards. And I do it for you. My, my jeans are a little too tight, so I can't try it right now. But you know how you like go a little bit too far back, and then it's like back backbuster, right? That's exactly what happened. Here I am trying to be a really cool kid in front of all these kids, completely bust my back. But guess what? I got my youth back. Like that's what happened. I got my youth back. I got out of the pool as soon as I could. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but I got my. How how do you how do you get into a pool? Like, do you wade in or do you cannonball in? Do, do you cannonball? Can I, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest? When it comes to following Jesus, uh, you're going to be really frustrated if you try to wade in. If, if you follow Jesus or maybe you're considering following Jesus, you're going to be very frustrated if you try to tiptoe your way into a life of following Jesus. And when you look at Matthew 14, what do you, what, what do you see? Do you see jumping or waiting? What is, what's the picture look like? like? let's Look at the story unfold. Like Matthew 14. Jesus is like, hey, disciples, get into the boat. How many are there? One, two, three, four, three, four, three, 12. Awesome. Great. See ya. I need some alone time. Peace out. And they're like, what's going on? Like the narrative is not Jesus saying, hey, guys, here's the deal. Hey, get on the boat. Okay. Here's, here's what's going to happen. Things are going to go really badly for a second. And uh, it's gonna be pretty unnerving this evening, just gonna be honest with you. But don't worry, because I'm in control. No, that's not what Jesus does. He's like, get on the boat! You on the boat? See ya, I'm out of here. And they're like, Jesus, where are you going? And like, Jesus goes to the mountaintop, and he goes to pray, and a storm begins to rage. Right, and you know it's a scary storm because these fishermen begin to get scared. Like these guys lived on water for a living; they lived on boats for a living. And so you know it's a doozy of a storm when fishermen are getting scared. But then things go from like bad to worse for these dudes. It goes from bad to worse because, like, how many of you? Um, like, it's scary being in the middle of a storm, but how many of you would be terrified if all of a sudden you look out and now there's a shadow walking on the storm? Like, uh, no, thank you. I'm getting out of this, right? That's what happens. It goes from bad to worse. They see a guy walking on the, the, the water. And I love what the Bible says. It says they let out a shriek. Ah! Like, that's how I imagine that shriek happening. Ah! I don't know if that that's accurate at all, but they let out a shriek. They like li- little school children. They like screaming like a girl. Woo! I don't know that that was it either. I'm trying to trying to at- portray it. Um, but can you imagine like the twelve disciples in this moment? Storms raging, weird creature thing, shadow, ghosts on the horizon, walking on water, and they're thinking to themselves like, "Hey, yo, guys, who who sent us out here? Yo, man, it was Jesus." Uh. And who's not with us right now? Yeah, that's Jesus too. Oh, come on, Jesus, what's the deal? You're supposed to be with us. We're frightened out of our mind. We're in a storm and we need you. Why why are we out here, Jesus? Where are you? Surely something has gone wrong. The truth about following Jesus is that you might be following him right into a storm. You might be following him right into a storm. (gasps) I thought Jesus was supposed to save us from the storm. (gasps) What? Question. Do you think Jesus was surprised by the storm? Do you think he was surprised that there was a storm happening? You see, historically, in the context of this story... Uh, It's rainy season in Israel. It's rainy season. And and so historically, yeah, sure. Like that's asking, is Jesus surprised when it's 130 degrees in Abilene in the summer? No, it's summer and it's West Texas. It's going to be 130 degrees. He made the earth and the rotation around the sun. He is the one who created the seasons and it's rainy season in Israel. Is Jesus surprised that it's rainy season and and storm season? No, he's not surprised by that at all. And for the fact that he is in control of it all. Like, he can control the wind, the waves, the storm, the rain, all of it. He can control every single piece of it just by the sound of his voice. Jesus is not surprised at all that this storm was going to happen. The truth about following Jesus is that you actually might be following him right into a storm. That's exactly what happened to the disciples. Like, because they were following him, because they were obediently chasing after Jesus, they ended up in a storm and if you're anything like me like we get into a storm of life like you begin to doubt like you're not even doing things right like Jesus what's the deal man I thought we were tight what's happening now my family's falling apart Jesus I thought we, like we were bros but how come I can't get over my depression Jesus I thought I was following you doing things good how come my friend committed suicide and now we just can't pick up the pieces and life's not the same what in the world Jesus I thought we were good man and we begin to think, man, why am I even following? Am I even following Jesus? I thought I could trust him. I thought I could put my life in his hands. But things seem to be going wrong and wrong and wrong. My situation seems to be getting more and more out of control. And where is Jesus? Anyone ever felt like that before? And in those moments, if you're anything like me, it's hard to trust Jesus. It's hard to trust him. If things, the storm is raging in your life, things to be seeming out of control, your circumstances seem to be falling apart, it's hard to trust him. But the reality, the truth about following Jesus is that your trust in him will have to outweigh your circumstances. Your trust in him will have to outweigh your circumstances. Question, how would you walk on water? Like if you were Peter, how would you walk on water? How would, you got out of the boat, then what? Like, would this be like, I'm coming, Jesus, here I come, right? Or, did, like, I've always wanted to be, like, the cool guy walking, and then, like, my wife would never talk to me again. But would, would you, like, if in that moment, storms raging, you hop out of the boat, and you're like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, my wife laughing at me right now? <laughs> would, you, would you walk on water like, this? what's up? Yeah, Jesus, I'm coming, here I come, right? Let me tell you how I would walk on water. You want me to, you want me to come down there? Okay, all right, here we go. Again, tight pants. Really difficult to do this. Um, woo! <laughs> I did it. Here it is. You're good. You're really good, Jesus. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm coming. Just hold on. It's a little cold down here. Woo! <laughs> I did it. Did you see it? I did. It. I'm coming. You're good. You're how far away are you? Okay, here we come. <laughs> like that's how I would walk. Like totally. I, and I love, I love Peter in this moment. I love Peter because he's like, you know. It's Jesus. Hey, it's me. And Peter's like, uh-huh, it's Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come out on the water. And Jesus is like, come on. And he's like, oh, snap. Oh, no. <laughs> he called me out. I just, like, love. I just want to picture the scene. Maybe you're, like, picture a scene in the Bible, what it looks like. Like, I love Peter being like, okay, fellas, give me a lift. Here we go. Okay. Okay. And, like, testing the water out. <laughs> That's good. All right. Come, you tell me to come. Here I come. Okay, here we go. Nah, (laughs) come for real. Okay, here I like. I love the situation. Like, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the confusion, in the midst of all of it, what happens? Peter gets out of the boat. Peter trusted Jesus in the midst of the circumstance around him. Peter trusted Jesus. Like, no man has since walked on water. No person up to that point, no person since then, I don't care how holy you are, don't be going to a swimming pool tonight, and be like, watch me work, you're gonna sink. Can you imagine Peter in this moment, how much trust he would have had to have in Jesus to step out of the boat and onto water? The truth about following Jesus is that your trust will have to outweigh your circumstances. But isn't it funny that even in the midst of our trust, even in the midst, like we're we're cruising along with Jesus, things are going great. Isn't it funny how easy it is for doubt and fear to creep in? Like it just takes one little bitty turn, and suddenly you're doubting the entire experience, the entire adventure of following Jesus. And you think like, ah, no, no, like, no, I'm good. Like, that's I I thought we were good, Jesus. I thought I was following you, but like this situation, no. Surely something's wrong. We begin to doubt things. Have you ever felt doubt about your relationship with Jesus? Any humans in here? And just begin really to doubt your relationship. The truth about following Jesus is that doubt is not the enemy of your faith. (gasps) Can a preacher say that? Doubt is not the enemy of your faith. Listen to what Jesus says to Peter. He says, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And then what does Jesus do? he helps him. In the midst of Peter having little faith, in the midst of Peter being in a moment of doubt, Jesus still helps Peter. God is not intimidated by your doubt. Jesus is not intimidated by your doubts. He's not like, he's not in that situation be like, oh, Peter, seriously? Like, I'm here. Why are you doubting? Like, what's the deal, man? Are you serious, bro? You're doubting right now? I'm going to give you a second to figure it out, and then I'll come back and work on that. No. In the midst of Peter's doubt, what does Jesus do? He helps him. Jesus is not intimidated by your doubt. And he asked Peter, like, why did you doubt? Why did you, like, that's a valid question. Like, if I'm Peter, and I'm sinking, and I'm about to drown, like, can you imagine how frustrated I'd be if Jesus was like, why'd you doubt, man? Like, Jesus, I'm dying, okay? That, I'm a little scared right now. Um, can you imagine that situation? You know what's something interesting about this story? Not a whole lot of people pick up on this. What's interesting about this story is that Jesus doesn't calm the storm until after they're back on the boat, So, this whole scenario, Peter's sinking, Peter's almost about to die, Lord save me. Like at that moment, you would think Jesus would be a bro and calm the storm. Be like, okay, you guys be quiet. Peter, I got you. No, but isn't it interesting that in the midst of Peter struggling, doubting, fearful, about to drown, Jesus still doesn't calm the storm? That's weird. He allows the storm to continue. He doesn't stop it. And I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus' promise to you is not that he's always going to calm the storm. His promise to you is that he will always be near to you in the midst of the storm. You see, the truth about following Jesus is that the storms in our life are not to prove our faith, but to prove God's faithfulness. Like I'm here to tell you tonight that God is not going to take away all of your storms. Jesus isn't always just going to take your storm away. Sometimes he will, and he'll be so gracious in that. But I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus will not always take away your storms. But I can tell you and I can promise you tonight that in the midst of your storms, in the midst of your doubts, in the midst of your fears, in the midst of your frustrations, in the midst of the storms of your life, Jesus will always be near to you. Always, always. The point of the storm is not to prove how much faith you have. Like I love Christians sometimes. Like, well, if you just believed enough, brother, things have been going well for you. (laughs) Well, you want to walk on water? You got to believe, brother. Don't be looking at the situation around you, brother. Like, why do Christians call each other that? Like, brother, like, if you just believed, brother, I'm not related to you. Why do you keep calling me that, man? The point of the story is not to say, hey, you need more faith. The point of the storms in your life is not to say, hey, if you only had more faith, brother, you'd get it beyond this storm. No, the point of the storm is not to prove your faith. The point of the storm is to prove God's faithfulness. Do you notice how the story ends? Have you noticed it? Like the story ends, they're back on the boat. The disciples don't be like, they're not like, whoa, high five, we did it, boom, yeah, let's go. We did it, yeah, storm survives, sea bye, bye, storm clouds. That's not what happens they get back on the boat. Jesus says, be still. Storms go away. The winds stop blowing. And what do they do? They worship Jesus and say, wow. Truly, you are who you say you are. Truly, you are the son of God. The point of storms in your life is not a testing of your faith. It's not a, an effort for God to be like, you better prove your faith, brother. In the storms of your life, it is all a testimony to God's faithfulness to say, I'm right here beside you, and I'm not going anywhere. Some of you guys are just playing around, man. And you're so, you're so swept. You're like Peter. You're just like looking to your left and your right, and you're so caught up in the storms of your life that you have forgotten to focus on Jesus. And I'm here to tell you tonight that he is good in the midst of your storms, in the midst of your frustration, in the midst of that circumstance in your family that seems out of control. And why me, God? In the midst of all of that, I'm here to tell you tonight that he's good and he's faithful and he's with you. Don't, don't wade into to jump in. It's time to jump in. It's time to jump in me pray, and then we'll get out of here.